This episode is brought to you by Law CPD, Australia's premium supplier of online CPD courses for lawyers and other professionals. The CPD deadline, the end of March for lawyers, is fast approaching and so is the closing date for Law CPD's competition to win 10 hours of CPD of your choice. It couldn't be any easier. Simply enter the draw at lawcpd.com.au forward slash the juggle competition before 27th of March. Everyone who enters will get a discount code to save $25 off their first purchase. So just go to lawcpd.com.au forward slash the juggle competition. If you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Olovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi, everyone. It's Joel Olovich here. And Lucy Dickens, welcome back to the Juggle Podcast. I'm so glad you're back. It was a bit weird not having you around when Harry was sick. It was weird for me too. We tried. We did our best. But people don't want screaming one-year-old in the back of a podcast. It's much different to little gurgles from newborn baby. Yeah, I must admit, it wasn't very nice listening to it. (laughs) Poor little boy. But how's better for everyone who was concerned? (laughs) So we have just had, at the time that this episode airs, we have just had our 100th episode party. It was a long time in the planning, 100 episodes, two years. And so it was something that we couldn't let go past without celebrating. And we're so pleased that we did because if you don't mark these occasions, they just disappear too quickly and you move straight on to the next thing. Yeah, definitely. It's funny that you say it was a long time in the planning because as we've, I don't know, I'm pretty sure we were probably at episode number one when you said, so how should we celebrate 100 episodes? And the number of times that you brought that conversation up in between time. And I was like, we'll just wait, we'll just wait. Let's get there first. <laughs> it was always a number in my head that I wanted to get to 100 episodes. I, yeah. don't, I don't know why, maybe because I heard a few other people's podcasts and I heard them reach 100. And so I was always so super impressed with the stamina and the longevity and how they could just keep it going. And I thought, I want to do that too. I felt like to really get the learnings out of the podcast, you needed to hit 100. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good number. Well, we're recording this episode early, so we can't report back, but hopefully you were there to celebrate with us. And if you weren't, then maybe you caught up on social media. And if you couldn't make it, we will be sharing some of the snippet recording snippets with you in upcoming episodes. So you'll still get the benefit of our wonderful guests. But today we're kind of in some ways going back in time, but definitely moving into the future too, because we're having another look at the four-day work week. You might remember back in episode 67, we had a fabulous guest, Andrew Barnes, founder of the global not-for-profit movement, Four Day Week. And Andrew was talking to us about an experiment that he did at his financial services firm, Perpetual Guardian, over in New Zealand. He paid his staff for five days of work, but he only had them working for four. Sounds pretty crazy, but what he saw and what he reported back and what the research, because it's been highly analysed, was a massive boost in productivity, morale, less staff turnover, all of those things that equal more profits. 
And since we spoke to Andrew, he's published his book, The Four Day Week, and he's doing a book tour. I know he's coming to Australia and I'm sure he's going to some other places as well. So have a look out for him. If he hasn't already been near you, he might be well be on his way. So you can learn more about that directly from him. I'm pretty excited actually, because I'll be speaking at the Flex Work Conference in Sydney in May, and he's going to be one of the keynote speakers. So um, I'm looking forward to actually finally meeting him in person as well, which will be pretty cool. So if you're getting, if you're in Sydney, or can be in Sydney in May, then you could meet both Andrew and me. That would be awesome. Wouldn't it just have the benefit of both of you at once? But since we spoke to Andrew, we've also heard of lots of other businesses who are having a go at this four-day week. And what might have seemed like a crazy or maybe a too-good-to-be-true idea or perhaps something that would work for some people but not for me or not for everybody, it really is gaining a hell of a lot of traction. Absolutely. So Lucy actually discovered a local Perth business who has implemented the four-day week and she is doing the same thing, which is the owner of the business is doing the same thing, which is paying staff 100% but only requiring them to work 80% or four days. We love the idea of a four-day work week and we thought it would be really beneficial to everyone to hear another example of how businesses are making this work. And, you know, what a little bit of forward thinking can do for a business, you know, and for its staff and for its customers, because it's making impact all round. So then we heard from, uh, strangely, coincidentally, uh, while we were producing this episode and planning for it all from another guest. Yeah, while we were preparing for this episode, a previous guest of ours, Beaumont People, got in touch to tell us that they were trialling a four-day week initiative and they wanted to come and tell us about it. So that meant that we got to share two perspectives with you today, one from Tina McCauley, who is the Principal Director of McCauley Legal, the local Perth firm, and she talks to me about the why, what and how of the four-day week in her firm. And then we also get to share a little bit from Beaumont people and why it is that they've chosen to implement the four-day week. Mm. So first we're going to hear from Tina McCauley, as Lucy said, and, and you will only hear Lucy in this interview because this interview is actually done by Lucy as part of her other podcast, which some of you may also be listeners to, which is Doing Law Differently. So we've taken a snippet from that interview with Tina and Lucy and we're sharing it here for you now. I need to talk to you about your four-day week. When I heard about this uh, via a post on LinkedIn, I needed to know more. So tell me, how does it work? We've always worked flexibly, but I did a bit of research into working the four-day week because we heard what um, Perpetual Guardian were doing in New Zealand. And so we did some research into it and we looked at other companies that were doing a similar thing with four days and we looked at the research about um, having it on a Monday or a Friday and how it wasn't really working because it would just be a longer weekend and people weren't having that break in the middle of the week. And so we decided just started out um, on a trial basis having the Wednesday off. So not a rotating roster or anything like that. The whole firm shuts down on a Wednesday and it has worked brilliantly. So the trial just got put into reality and it's been amazing. So our it doesn't really affect our part-time staff and our full-time staff get paid for five days and work four. Wow. Okay. So let's go back and unpack some of this. Let's start with why. Why did you do it? Oh, where do I start? Look, law has been very slow at embracing change. And look, other people have, have had experiences as well, but I've particularly had experiences that haven't welcomed flexibility in the workplace. And so when I started my firm up, I wanted it to be as flexible as possible. 
And not only do I have children, but three of my staff members have children. So I thought, well, what can we do that means we can still be productive, but we can kind of work less? And then we started doing the research and we found the four-day week and I thought that that was perfect. And that's where it started. How long was the trial? The trial was initially three months Mm -hmm. and that was, where are we, either April or May last year. So it's Yep, it's completely extended. (laughs) So it's quickly coming up to a year then. Yep. So you started then because you wanted more flexibility in a profession that traditionally doesn't offer a lot of that. What did your staff say when you decided that you were going to try this four-day week? Did they think you were a little bit crazy? Were they happy? What did they say? No, they're all excited. So I have the privilege of having some really great people that work here and we can have those frank, authentic conversations and we can all chip in our, in our ideas. We do some design thinking workshops and, you know, we really hear each other out. And that's why we, it took a, bit, a little bit of research, a little bit of conversation before we started and we implemented it. So they all absolutely love the idea. And, it, I mean, it doesn't mean that we work longer hours on the days that we work. We all still work flexibly on the days we work. So, for example... If I need to drop the kids to school or pick them up, I might work five hours that day. Same with the other girls. So it doesn't impact the flexibility offering that we've got here either. Mm -hmm. Have you got, is it a requirement that people aren't allowed to work on the Wednesday or is it optional? What have you done around that? They can if they want to, but the whole firm shut down. So if they want to work, then they have to work from home, Mm -hmm. but we don't time record. So Unless they tell me they're working, I don't know they're working on a Wednesday. So if something comes up and it's really, really urgent for the client, then I'll say, yep, no problem, I'll get it done on the Wednesday. But if it doesn't, all of our customers know that we're closed on a Wednesday, we'll we'll pick it up again Thursday morning. I love that. It's the give and take. It's the, I'm going to let you have the time off, but sometimes, you know, if something urgent comes up and you might need to work, well, then you will, but it all kind of comes out in the wash, doesn't it, where you give and they give. Exactly. And I can say we haven't had to have that many urgent things come up where we've had to work on a Wednesday. So it truly is a day we can just have a rest, reflect back, wind down and then get ready for the next two days of work again. Why did you choose to have the firm close down on a Wednesday as opposed to alternating, you know, giving each one person a different day off? I think it sends a message. So I think it sends a good message saying, you know what, We care about our staff and we care about mental health Mm -hmm. and we care about people being, you know, this is a very demanding, exhausting profession and people burn out really, really quickly. I've worked 100-hour weeks for years and years and it's just not sustainable. And, you know, we could have done the whole alternating thing, but I thought, who cares? No one's, people could do that and say that they they work four-day weeks, but what does that mean? it sends a better message to people saying, no, we really care. We care so much that we're shutting the whole firm down. Mm. It's interesting because the other thing that happens if you give each person a different day off is that other people in the office end up picking up the slack or dealing with their work, not necessarily the slack, but dealing with the customer inquiries that come through on the day that they're not here. So everybody else's workload sort of increases a little bit. Whereas if everybody shuts down completely, then like you say, it's the message. It's we're off. We're not open for business today. Exactly. That message is then consistent to all of our customers because they know that no one's available on a Wednesday, not just one person that might be working on their matter. So have you had any issues with your clients when you're not available on a Wednesday? No. I love the simplicity of that answer. 
I love that. I do a lot of consulting around flexible work. And one of the issues that is always raised is, you know, if so-and-so is not in the office, then who's going to deal with their customers when they ring or when they show up or, you know, who's going to do the work? And my answer to that is always, no one is ever available immediately, 100% of the time. You know, if you're in a meeting with another client, you're not worried about the other people who might be trying to call you, they'll just leave a message. And if you're sick and you're actually sick, you know, you don't worry about it. So that's it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, I think law in particular is so demanding and it creates that high anxiety where, oh my God, you have to be available 24-7. You've got to be there straight away. You've got to do this. And it's about taking a breath, taking a step back and saying, okay, well, We've got this great technology now. We can work virtually if we wanted to. We've got mobile phones. We've got we've all got surfaces in our office so we can take them home if we want to do work from home. But again, that's not mandatory. And it means that you can be accessed anywhere. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to let our customers take advantage of my staff on a Wednesday. That message is quite clear that Wednesday is, is our self-care day. Let's talk about measuring it then. How do you measure the impact that this has had in your business? Well, I think it starts with measuring the happiness of my staff and the retention. So not only have I not lost any staff members, everyone wants to work here. (laughs) (laughs) It's a happy place. It's great. It's all of our happy place and we get along really well and everyone is allowed to bring their pet in as and when they want and we've had lots of dogs in and now we've got a new office dog that he's Mm -hmm. never leaving. (laughs) And I just think it's really, it's a really great thing to want to come to work, to be happy. We've got so many plants in our office. You can't see them right now because I've just been taken home for Christmas and not walked back yet. All of our offices are just covered in green plants. Like it's just a beautiful environment to be in. And that just makes a huge difference mentally. So then you get happy staff. Happy staff are willing to go above and beyond for the customers to do whatever the customer needs. You're paying your staff five days for working four days. Why? I've had lots of whys in this interview. Why not? <laughs> Look, my staff are happy. They, uh, the productivity in, that yeah. you get in the four days it's amazing. I mean, it's it's like you're getting five days worth of work out of them anyway. So, mm. well, I mean, what's the difference at the end of the day? And and again, this does tie in with the value pricing because yeah. the stress relief of not having to put every six minutes of your time down is a huge factor. And because we don't have to track that anymore, we are basically just looking at the bottom line at the end of the day. And we look at that and we look at the, the happiness of the staff. We look at the happiness of our customers and we think, this works. Why would we not do it? Mm. So it's an outcomes focus. You don't need to. Um, outcomes based. Mm. And we looked at this. So I was president of Women Lawyers in 2015, 2014, 2015. And we did a 20-year review of the 94 the then Chief Justice's uh, report on gender bias in the legal profession and the law. And we wrote a 792-page report with all of these recommendations across various areas. And one of them was changing it from targets to outcomes-based. And one of our judges who had some involvement in this process has just been instrumental in making sure that, yeah, it is that outcome space. You're not looking at those targets. You're not looking at the token female on the board. What you're looking at is, um, you know, the result at the end of the day. And 
once you understand that and you change your thinking style, it just opens up a whole different way of practicing that you know, everyone should be doing. And it eliminates the barriers to flexible work, doesn't it? Because you're no longer required to record time or to record a certain amount of time each day. So if you can complete your work in four days instead of five, you can. Absolutely. And if you can't, do it at night time. I mean, I having kids and having young kids, and I never took maternity leave, so I'm probably the worst person that advocates flexible working that doesn't take my own advice. But if I'm distracted by phone calls during the day or whatever, I can just get my laptop out and put the kids to bed and then do a couple of hours of work. And I'm fine with that. It doesn't matter when that work gets done. It just gets done. Yeah. So if someone's an early morning person, they don't have to be at work. They can come in whenever they want or they can do some work from home if someone works better in, in the evening. And I'm not looking at the clock saying, you know, what time are you here? That means nothing. I loved listening to your interview with Tina. She had such good answers. I thought your questions were really good. And I just loved the message that she was shouting as well. I just am such a big fan of the four-day week. And so when I heard that she was doing it and that she's local to us, because, you know, when you can bring it a bit closer to home, it always feels a bit more real. I just wanted to know more. I think it's fantastic. The one thing, though, that really stood out for me when I listened to it was she makes reference in this interview to the part-time staff and saying that the four-day week didn't affect them. And I just, straight away, I was like, what do you mean it didn't affect them? Did they just keep getting paid for the hours that they were working? Like, what what happened? Like- yeah, this, is not, this is not fair. If you were a part-time staff member, well, I asked her about that afterwards and she told me that one of her staff members who worked three days was paid for four, so they were also given an an extra day and some support staff who were part-time working only two days a week were also given a higher rate of pay. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think that is one of the questions that often comes up with this four-day week. It's great if you're full-time because it's really obvious. Well, you just get paid for the whole amount, but you only work four-fifths. And then you say, does the same thing apply to the part-timers? You know, and you're going to get- I think it should. Yeah. The whole reason behind it is if people give the same output, the same the same productivity levels, they achieve the same objectives, then it shouldn't it shouldn't matter, right? Yeah. And and a lot of people already argue that people who are working part-time are already more productive than full-timers because they don't mm-hmm. have that extra time built into their week to have some extra morning teas or a bit of slack time talking in the kitchen or whatever it might be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As we mentioned before, when we were producing this episode, Beaumont people got in touch to tell us about their four-day week initiative too. Back in episode 74, we interviewed Nikki Beaumont, who is the founder and CEO of Beaumont people, and we spoke to her then about her paid parental leave policy. And now she's gone even further and implemented a four-day week for her staff. What's really interesting about Nikki is that she's in the trial phase. So it gives you a totally different perspective. Whereas Tina's been doing it for a while and they're now committed, Nikki has just started this. So what you're going to hear from her now is Nikki's reasons for giving it a go and how she's feeling about it one month into a trial. Hi, this is Nikki Beaumont. So, um, yeah, why did I um, decide to launch the four-day week into Beaumont people? Look, lots of reasons. Was very much inspired hearing Andrew Barnes from Perpetual Guardian speak about a year and a half ago. And very similar reasons to him, you know, it was, what if this could work? You know, what difference could it make for the people within the business? We already have a fabulous flexible working policy that lots of people in the business take advantage of. But this for me was just something a little bit different, was taking it 
a step further in a different direction that, you know, I could see that our full-time people could take advantage of. So I was very excited about that. So for me, you know, it's giving people the opportunity to have a different type of work-life balance, take an entire day off rather than, you know, start early, finish early, start late, finish late, you know, so um, work four days, work three days. So it's really just giving people another option. And, you know, for, for us, it's more of a, a long term objective rather than a, a shorter term objective. We, uh, we're in our trial at the moment. We're one month in a three month trial. So we're hearing good feedback. We're really hoping it will work. But it's uh, yeah, it's certainly an interesting thing to do. And look, the other main thing for me is the impact on the environment. You know, if you just imagine that particularly in a city like Sydney, 20% of people who work full-time traveling into the city less, you know, the impact that that has on the traffic coming into the city and in, in transport, um, you know, it, it really is quite a lot. So, yeah, they're just some of the reasons that we decided to give it a go here at Beaumont People. So hands up who is already looking online to see if Tina or Nikki have any jobs available so you can join in their four-day week. Well, that's one of the things that Tina said, wasn't it? That she's always getting people asking her for a job. That so makes sense. Absolutely. I want this at my firm. I've mentioned it and it was kind of a, no, no, this isn't going to happen. But I'm just going to take the gently, gently approach. And I reckon if I really want it, I'll be able to, I'll make it happen. There's plenty of time. (laughs) I think some businesses would be worried about customers and you know the idea of actually being closed like Tina is all day on a Wednesday and everybody's closed like it's not just you know there is that other version of the four-day week which is someone takes a day off across the business and that's what Andrew was doing in with Mm -hmm. his business so that is another option though isn't it to, to make sure you've still got that cover Yeah, definitely. There's lots of different ways of approaching Mm. it. But either way, I love hearing about these stories. And I think it's really nice when you hear from businesses who are focused on not just on what they can get out of people, but what they can give to them too and how they can help them with their life kind of on a broader perspective than just what they do in their their job. Yeah. And hopefully that is returned in in full. You know, Mm. it should be. It makes sense that you really get that two-way street. So that's it from us. I hope you enjoyed listening to some more ideas around how a four-day week might be implemented. Perhaps you've got a few thoughts or things that you might like to discuss with your boss. I know Lucy does, obviously. She's just shared that with (laughs) us. (laughs) And if you want to talk about it, then come and jump into our Facebook group because we've got the Juggle community. And what is it now? 700, 800 must be about 800 people or so in there now and Mm -hmm. they're an engaged group and we love the conversations it really is a safe place to share on topics like this and to share your experiences or you know if you've got questions about it then then put it there and we'll see what we can do to find out for you absolutely it's a nice place to be it's a nice supportive community so thank you for listening and we will see you next week see you next week happy juggling (laughs) 